Kids Pod Series 1, an aid for the MRCPCH clinical exam. My name is uh, Professor Shak Qureshi. I'm a consultant paediatric cardiologist at Evelina Children's Hospital. We're going to try and address uh, issues in exams that when you're faced with a cyanosed infant, how to um, deal with such a pa patient. The first thing you need to do is check whether there is uh, cyanosis and you have to check the lips and tongue and make sure uh, that there is genuine central cyanosis present. Uh, it may be a luxury, but if you have an oxygen saturation monitor, and the oxygen saturation moni uh, monitor measures the saturation of less than 95%, then that is abnormal, and that will help in deciding whether there is genuine cyanosis or not. Once you've established the fact that there is cyanosis, uh, you have to look at the causes, and there may be cardiac causes or respiratory causes. Now, in older infants, Cardiac pathology is likely uh, as the cause of cyanosis if there is uh, very little respiratory distress. If you have the um, measurements available, there is no carbon dioxide retention. If you have a chest x-ray available and the lung fields are normal, and if there are any murmurs, then there is likely to be a cardiac cause uh, for cyanosis. The um, commonest lesion that um, causes cyanosis in the infancy period, not in the newborn, but in infants, it will be tetralogy of fallow. And that happens because the baby may be pink after uh, birth, and as the obstruction in, in to the right ventricular outflow tract increases over a period of four to six weeks, there is right to left shunting through the VSD, and the cyanosis will appear and will gradually increase. So tetralogy of fallow is one category of uh, heart defects that causes cyanosis in infancy. The other category is those uh, babies who may have some cyanosis but with a high pulmonary blood flow. And these may be what might be termed as common mixing defects. By that I mean that the left and right uh, heart cir circulations, deoxygenated blood and oxygenated blood mix somewhere in the ventricles and then the aorta uh, will receive a slightly desaturated blood. So what are the common mixing uh, lesions? These include common arterial trunk or truncus arteriosus, defects such as total anomalous pulmonary venous drainage, defects such as double inlet left ventricle but without pulmonary stenosis, so there is no preferential blood flow to the aorta or the pulmonary artery. Tricuspid atresia with a large VSD and no pulmonary stenosis. And then another category where there is completely obstructed right ventricular outflow tract, where which is called pulmonary atresia, but with associated ventricular septal defect and aorta-pulmonary collaterals. Now what that means is that there are collaterals supplying the pulmonary circulation and these may give rise to continuous murmurs, but there is not enough oxygenated blood to, uh, to prevent cyanosis. And then a, a, a last category is transposition of the great arteries with a large ventricular septal defect. So those are uh, the two main causes or groups of uh, lesions which cause cyanosis, tetralogy of fallow and then common mixing lesions with high pulmonary blood flow. 
in babies with tetralogy of fallow, you may be able to get a clue about the history of cyanosis, and that is in the first three to four weeks, uh, there may be no cyanosis, uh, but cyanosis appears after four to six weeks and gradually increases. On examination, you're likely to be able to hear a loud ejection systolic murmur uh, at the upper left sternal border. Usually the second sound is either single or the pulmonary component of the second sound is very soft. If you have a chest x-ray available, uh, there will be associated oligemia. And those will be the clues uh, to the presence of tetralogy of fallow. When it comes to high pulmonary blood flow lesions which are causing cyanosis, uh, these also may present at around two to six weeks of age. And this is because Initially, uh, there is high pulmonary vascular resistance, and as the pulmonary vascular resistance drops, the pulmonary blood flow may increase. And so the cyanosis is not usually severe, it's usually mild, but it starts to appear as the pulmonary vascular resistance falls. Now, in these babies, as opposed to Tetralogy of Fallow, the o uh, precordium may be overactive. So there may be precordial heave, uh, the, there may be a systolic murmur or diastolic murmur or even continuous murmur. And continuous murmur, if present, is either due to a patent arterial duct or aortopulmonary collateral. And that will give us a clue about uh, lesions such as pulmonary atresia with VSD and aortopulmonary collaterals. The others are a bit more subtle uh, and you would not really be expected to identify different lesions or differentiate between common arterial trunk, tricuspid atresia, total anomalous pulmonary venous drainage, double inlet left ventricle, because that requires a lot more further investigations, um, sophisticated investigations such as echocardiography. In all of these high pulmonary blood flow lesions, a chest x-ray helps in that the lung fields may be plethoric um, as opposed to oligemic in tetralogy of fallow and right heart obstructions. Um, so um, cyanos uh, cyanosis in infancy uh, is relatively easy to sort out in terms of categorization to either low pulmonary blood flow or high pulmonary blood flow, uh, but the actual heart defects might, may be much more difficult to diagnose, uh, but you would not be expected to differentiate between the different uh, defects. Um, important th rule, again, is not to get stressed, not to get phased uh, by in cyanosed infants, uh, and keep calm and work things out logically in your head. Thank you for listening.